Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. We're going to talk a little recruiting action, uh, but first let's mention baseball. The Longhorns losing last night uh, to Stanford. Uh, the Longhorns will go to the finals of the sub-regional game three and face Stanford later today. It's a winner go home for Texas as David Pierce and his group try to return to Omaha for the third straight week. Justin, this weekend, the, the recruits were at, in Texas, uh, mostly 25 and 26, a class of 25 and 26. But there was a recruit on campus that Texas has some interest in that was for the class of 2024. And that's Jacob Ponton, a big six foot six and a half, uh, 275 pound offensive tackle out of Dripping Springs. He's committed to Texas Tech, uh, but Kyle Flood and the Longhorns showed some particular attention. Uh, and uh, brought him in this weekend for a workout at camp. Uh, what are you hearing as the latest? I think this is one of those guys that it was a later evaluation for, for Kyle Flood and the bunch. They were trying to kind of figure out exactly where they felt this guy was. I think you can look at some of the other recruitments, like an Ori Williams or a, a Bennett Warren that aren't necessarily trending in Texas direction. And this might be Kyle Flood kind of looking at the next man up. Looking at, you know, especially in the in the area like in the syntax where they've become very familiar with some of these kids. And so that's, I think, where they're at right now with Ponton. They, they basically got that evaluation they wanted. They wanted to see him up front and personal. They want to, you know, meet him, shake his hand, do all that fun stuff. And at the end of the day, Texas is in the mix. And, and I think it's just one of those things where Flood, you know, waited on the evaluation, wanted to make sure he checked off some boxes. And he obviously did that today. Uh, it's Yesterday. interesting, uh, Justin, uh, as of uh, uh, this morning, uh, all of the guys that visited uh, other places this weekend uh, have come home and have not committed thus far. Whether that's Melvin Hills, who visited Ole Miss, uh, Colin Simmons and Jarek Gibson that visited Miami, Reiner Swanson, uh, who visited Oregon, uh, a, a couple guys visiting other places. Uh, Corian Gibson out of Lancaster did not go uh, to Alabama this weekend. All in all, and I do want to get to where, where Texas uh, had some more kids in, especially the new scholarship offers, but for Texas to have no official visitors this year, but actually nobody of note really go off the board for Texas this past weekend, that's big, right? Because the next two weekends, Sark has set it up for the June 16th and June 23rd weekend to be the recruiting weekends of uh, of this uh, season. You always want to see your top targets get past that post-visit high, post-visit buzz, because a lot of times on these official visits, these that th they always leave the place. You know, It's always a good experience. It's always something positive and moving in the right direction. And so anytime you see these kids come home and they haven't committed, especially like a, a, the, the defensive back target out of Lancaster, Corey Gibson, when he – left Clemson last time. That was a big, big, big thing. And so it's absolutely positive, especially with some of these out-of-staters as well, Bobby, because you you feel like you've got a good read on a handful of these recruitments from a Jarrett Gibson to a Christian Clark to a Reiner Swanson. But them taking these other visits are always bigger because you're, there's not as much exposure in Texas or there's not as much emphasis from us in this market. So you have to pay attention to all that stuff. That, to me, it's not the visit. It's the post-visit. What are they saying? What are they doing with their timeline? And did it, did anything get sold? If it wasn't that early or that soon and they left uncommitted, that's a win in every department for Texas. The roundup, Monday roundup, is brought to you by 
accomplished Austin realtor Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Uh, give Laura a shout this early Monday uh, if you want to get uh, going on trying to get a house or place to stay uh, in the Austin area. That's Laura Baker, Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. All right, here we go, Justin. A uh, couple of guys coming in this week got scholarship offers. Uh, Jabari Mack, a 2026 receiver from Destrehan, Louisiana. Let's start with him. You know, that that's that's one that we're kind of that, that was one of those new ones Eric actually brought up in our um, in our recruiting tag in our recruiting text uh, about a potential offer. He's one of the top rated athletes. He's, a, he's an all purpose guy athlete out of Louisiana. Big time, big time athlete from that cycle. Um, he's another he's one of those kids that, like you said, they brought in a handful of, of elite 25 and 26s on campus. Uh, Mac was one they really wanted to see. And apparently you saw they saw just enough and extended the offer. Got it. All right. Another one. This one's uh, closer to home a little bit in state. Uh, and it's also a 2025, a big guy that you've seen before. Jackson Christian, uh, offensive lineman, six foot, uh, six foot five, five, 300 pounds out of Portnacious Groves, hometown of one Roshan Johnson. That's correct. I actually got to see him last year. I believe it was at the state championship. Um you know, PNG made that run with with with, coach, with Gary Joseph's son. You know, he's the new coach out, out there. Uh, Brandon Faircloth is now over in Sulphur Springs. That was Rashawn and Jalen Garth's coach. Um, they made a, they made a run last year, Bobby. And when you watch them in warmups, their O line was enormous, and you kind of see where that run part of that run was 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 funded. Man, Jackson Christian was the best looking one. I believe he was playing more of the of the left tackle and left guard spots. He's a kid I think could play either one. I, I could see him potentially as a tackle though if he continues to grow because he's got great feet. He's got great balance. Um, he's part of a really strong core there, and, and like you said. The home of Rashawn Johnson, PNG's got a good taste in their mouth when it comes to the University of Texas. Uh, I got to connect with him last night. He was really excited. Um, he was definitely, you know, eager. And, and one of those things was, you know, next thing he needs to do is hit a game. And Texas A&M is going to be in the mix. Texas Tech is going to be in the mix. Baylor, UTSA. It's pretty early in that regard, but but Texas did a really good job with him yesterday. Speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, another guy I want to ask you about, Justin, this was an interesting one uh, that uh, kind of caught my eye. Cartarius Brown out of Arlington Seguin, the wide receiver, he's already got a scholarship offer from the Longhorns. He spent some one-on-one -on -one time, you say, uh, you're hearing with uh, Steve Sarkeesian on Sunday. Yeah, but, okay. It's, you know, the 2025 wide receiver class in state is pretty good, Bobby. And it feel like every couple of weeks we find somebody new. And Carterius Brown is one of those guys that he's not new, but he's probably not as familiar. Fans may not be as familiar. You need to be. He's out of Arlington, Seguin. This is a kid 6'2", 170, 175 pounds. Uh, Texas is early on this offer. And, and getting him back on campus and, and letting him do the, the photo shoot, getting to hang out with Steve Sarkeesian. I talked to him last night after his offer, and the main thing he liked was how highly he thought of the offense how much he thought there was an opportunity there for him. And then also how cool the coaches were to him. They treated him like they've known him for years. Uh, they, they let him know where his place was, that he is very much in demand, very much a priority, and they want him in this cycle. Uh, they, they didn't pull any punches, and that really hit home with Carterius. That's a really, really good um, 
we have an update on that in the inside scoop as well. But that that was a really good visit. I think they came away looking even better than before. Um, I, I don't want to uh, forget this one uh, because it's a tie-in to a current Longhorn uh, player as well that I think you we all know very well. Spencer Shannon's little brother. And I say litter, litter, little <laughs> figuratively. His little brother is six foot seven, 215 pounds. He was in for uh, the camp as well. Tell us about uh, uh, Spencer's brother, Justin. Yes, yes. Owen Shannon. I actually got to know Owen when I was covering Spencer's recruitment because the little brother always follows back. The little brother always sends the huddle. And thought, and you know what? I'm, I'm, you know how me I am. I, I interacted with him. Then you watch some tape from modern day, and it's like, okay, he's next. He's a big drink of water. Uh, he, he's already picked up a couple early offers. It's 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 really early for him, but he's he's one that's also a, a baseball guy that I think is going to shift to football, uh, maybe to be the priority, similar to how Spencer did. Getting him on campus was fun. He had a great time. He gets to hang out at a place you know that his brother's going to go to school for the next four years. And not to mention, you may have laid the foundation for another target in 2026 because he already has the body, he has the frame, and we know that work ethic is there, especially with that family. All right. Uh, so that that I want to get past the, the 2025, 2026, and talk a little bit about the 2024 class and this big group of guys coming up uh, this weekend because I, I think it's important to just go down that and let people know. You and I and Jerry Hamilton are going to get together tomorrow for the recruiting breakdown and try to go deeper on this. But I want to I want to brush on it a little bit right now with you so we can kind of give people a feel for what we're thinking. Texas is bringing in the following players um, for uh, visits this coming weekend. Christian Clark running back out of the Phoenix area. OK, one of the top running backs in the country. Then they've got receivers Aaron Hampton out of Dangerfield, Ryan Wingo out of uh, St. Louis, JoJo Stone out of Georgia, and Freddie DeBose out of the San Antonio area. Uh, tight ends uh, coming in, Jordan Washington out of uh, the Cypress area, and then uh, Elijah Lofton out of Las Vegas. Uh, both coming in at tight end. On the offensive line, uh, uh, Eugene Brooks, Brandon Baker, Blake Ivey, uh, those three coming in. Then you go over to defense, Three edge guys, J uh, Jordan Ross, Danny Okoye, and Deshaun Warner out of uh, uh, out of uh, uh, Arizona. Uh, defensive line, uh, Makai Blockton, Melvin Hills, Isaiah Faga. One from, uh, I believe, Mississippi. Uh, uh, yeah, one from Mississippi and two from Alabama coming in at defensive line. And then at linebacker, Kamari House, Monte Whedon, uh, both in. And then in the secondary, we have Santana Wilson, uh, who is Adrian Wilson's son, a young man out of Arizona. Adrian Wilson played for the Cardinals for, I guess, a decade at safety. Tremendous player. Eli Bowen out of Denton Geyer. Uh, then you have uh, also Miles Davis out of San Antonio, uh, Converse Judson. Uh, and then Josh Lair out of Fort Ben Marshall in the second. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Ryan Kern, the kicker, also coming in. All those guys, Justin, that I just went through, right? Right. Which ones do you think Texas sits the best for as of right now? I think you could start with Christian Clark. The tailback out of Phoenix, out of Arizona, big fan of Bijan Robinson. Tashar Choice, a big fan of Christian Clark. He was out there for his spring game. Uh, they built a great relationship. You know, Tashar Choice only goes for the best. He only goes, and he doesn't care where you play. Uh, you know, state to state, nation nationwide. And so, I think Clark is huge. Jordan Washington coming in. That's a guy that that you know may you know may take that timeline only into the next few weeks, few months. That's a guy that just went to see Texas A and M, and I think Texas was a little earlier on that that offer. And I think they they built something there. Jeff Banks certainly feels like that he's done a good job there as well. And then to me, I think the, the the sleeper that people need to talk more about is Danny Okoye, and that's the Tulsa, Oklahoma defensive lineman, edge guy. Uh, he's a homeschool kid. Um, he looks unbelievable. If you want to watch his huddle and try to figure out just exactly how many ways you can use him, that's somebody the PK could envision. You, you could do multiple positions. Uh, I think he is highly underrated, and and that's a guy that's going to be in for that visit as well. And I think Texas put their a really good foot forward. We were able to catch up with him. We had a story on him a couple weeks ago, and, and Danny was really excited about Coach Bo Davis and really excited about Sark. And so I think those – it's a great group, and I think Texas is in a great spot with a handful of those guys. I think they they they, they, they control some of those guys depending on if they were, you know, going to push or they were going to be prioritized. But those three right off the top, Christian Clark, Jordan Washington, um, those guys to me I think hit, hit the hardest right now. Uh, I got another one for you that I've heard Texas is doing real well with, and that's Melvin Hills, uh, defensive lineman out of uh, Louisiana. I said uh, uh, out, uh, Mississippi, but he had just been on, on an official visit on it's Sunday uh, to Ole Miss. He's actually from Lafayette. Uh, Texas apparently uh, doing well with him as well. Uh, the other ones, which which is really interesting here to me, Justin, is a lot of out-of-state in this mix – and so we don't know where Texas necessarily fits with all of it. Exactly. Now, one guy that I do want to mention that Texas has uh, gotten some run with is Santana Wilson, who I mentioned, Adrian Wilson's son. Uh, Texas could could be a real player there is what I'm told. Man, you know, Bobby, I don't know if you remember, I wrote about him about a month ago. And um, and, and then, then we broke his, his official visit. And he is a kid that you put on the tape and I don't, you don't have to watch a whole lot. And then you figure out that his dad was an all pro defensive back. And then it starts kind of clicking. There's no false steps. He's, he glides. There's a lot of fluidity in, in his movements. Um, I feel like Arizona state maybe, uh, you know, got there really early, which I know they did. But, and, and I think that's going to be something Texas might have to overcome. And then, like you said, how far are they going to – how hard are they going to push? I think they're going to they're gonna look at the eye test with Santana. How does he look in person? 
You know, what's his demeanor? How, how would he fit within this environment and their culture? And, and if all those boxes get checked, I feel like that's a kid they could they could absolutely push. Santana is very open to Texas as well, which kind of surprised me because they came. It felt like they kind of came out of nowhere in this recruitment. And then he's talking them up to us for the last few weeks. I'm a big fan, Bobby. I, I, I've told you all that for a while now. I, I think this kid can go. And I don't think it would be that hard to pull him out of Arizona. But this official visit is going to tell us exactly kind of where he stands. Uh, Justin, I have a couple of uh, – I have a, certainly a team question coming up. Uh, first, I want to say thank you one last time to our sponsor, uh, Laura Baker. The roundup, Monday Roundup is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams – can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. Uh, give Laura a shout this early Monday uh, if you want to get uh, going on trying to get a house or place to stay uh, in the Austin area. That's Laura Baker, Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Uh, Justin, mentioning the team right now, uh, they are back in workouts uh, in the middle of school. Uh, the, the situation that I'm hearing right now is there's some times where uh, Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning are going to the Manning Passing Academy. Some other guys are out doing workouts with uh, like Isaiah Nayor with Margin Hooks and those kind of guys. On campus, though, every morning they've got workouts, right? Is that basically what the, the, the MO is right now for the guys? Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Are there workout team workout days? The other days are you you basically come and go as you want. You kind of you kind of you have weight sessions each time each day, but it's more flexible outside of the Tuesday Thursday window. And that's early morning, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so they're they're up and at it Tuesday Thursdays, and then the other times basing basically on based on their classes, probably in the summer months uh, when and this, they come in. And this is the time of the this is the time of the summer where, at first, when the new enroll enrollees get on campus, they don't necessarily start off lifting with the varsity, so to speak. They don't lift with the main guys. They go through a little two-week session with Tory Becton, and that way he gets an idea of, you know, obviously a baseline of what the, what they can and can't do. Then they slowly, you know, mix those guys in. So over the next few weeks, when, when you read the team notes at Inside Texas, you're going to hear more about a Trevor Goosby who's going to make that transition over to the, to the varsity, so to speak, in the next week or so. A Jelani McDonald, a Warren Roberson. That's kind of how that transaction goes, you know, from, from those new kids coming on, on campus. Gotcha. Uh, the other question I had for you from a team perspective right now, um, how, are you, how are you gauging the team and where they're at versus a year ago at the same time? And this is a, a big picture question. Um, and it does. It's not just about depth and talent. Are they more together right now, or was last year the start of getting together? And they're about the same. I'm. I'm asking if you hear of more cohesiveness, more ho cohesion, or was last year so something similar? Because I, I hope, and I know Texas fans hope that it's not like two years ago where that that it, it was kind of all everybody was scrambling. You know. What, what, what are you hearing behind the scenes on that? That's a great question, Bobby. Um, and it's funny because I've talked to a couple of people over the last few days. I think I can answer that pretty well. Um, last year, they were really uh, leaning on Bijan and Rashawn because the year before, everybody's heads were swimming. We saw it with recruits coming in. We saw it with the new players, new staff. That's part of the, that's part of the process. 
And so last year it, they, they had gained some confidence in the staff and in each other, but they were really relying on Bijan Rashawn to lead the way, which they absolutely did. That's exactly how that, that trend line went, went about. But the cast off now is because last year was Quinn Ewers going to be the guy. And then when he was the guy, was he did great, looked great early on, and then he got hurt. And then when's he going to come back? And so now there's none of that questioning with the offense. They know they've added some parts where they can get down the field. They felt like they were close last year from that from that standpoint on offense and that they bridged the gap. And you have to think they lost Bijan, they lost Rajon. How did they do that? Because this offense isn't necessarily predicated on an all-pro, all-star type tailback. It's on a guy that can get you yardage, a C.J. Baxter, a Jonathan Brooks. And so I know there's some confidence there. And then on the defensive side, there's more confidence on that side. And you think, man, this is a group that lost two NFL uh, you know, interior defensive linemen to Marvion Overshone. Listen, Jalen Ford wields a large sword on that side of the ball. Jaron Thompson is very much in control of that secondary and what goes on. And so I think they got to the – they were so close to getting to the quarterback last year, they feel like they can bridge that gap on defense as well. And so – it's a great question because there's really not one way to answer it. There's so many different little angles that you have to look at because it's such a complex place. It's such a big question. But at the end of the day, I think there was some confidence last year, but it was really on the shoulders of a Bijan and Rashawn, which was natural. This year, it's a confidence that they know what they're doing. They're in that third, that defense is in their third year with PK. We saw the step, the big step they took last year. And on offense, this group wants to throw the ball. They want to grip it and rip it. And now they know that Quinn Ewers is a guy that can do that. They know they got a guy and a backup in Malik Murphy that's been developed from Sark and his staff. And then there's, of course, that five-star from New Orleans who's been hanging out in Mobile with quarterback country, Arch Manning, who's throwing dots on a regular basis. It's a different confidence, but it's one of those of we're with our own now. I, I, I can see what you're saying here. Uh, because a year ago at this time, we didn't know for sure who the quarterback was going to be. It was Hudson Card or Quinn Ewers. A year ago at this time, Texas had just come off a horrible defensive performance, particularly in the second halves of games. Those things both rectified over a year. The question I have now is can they replace that leadership they lost, right? Not only with Bijan and Roshan, uh, but also the guys on defense. Uh, so that, that's why I was wondering, you know, their confidence should most certainly be higher. They're coming off a better season, right? At the same time, they lost a, a big-time leader in Roshan Johnson yeah. and a great player in B. John Robinson, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm kind of interested in the give and take of that uh, little dichotomy. All right, uh, Justin, that's going to be it for today. I, I've got you tomorrow, you and Jerry. We're going to Really go do the recruiting breakdown justice and try to get that out there for everybody. All right. Uh, for Justin Wells of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of The Roundup and on Texas football. Have a good one.